0: You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 45, building confidence. What confidence is, how I see it vary in students, how it grows and can be dented, and the beliefs and evidence that need to show up for your teen in order for them to get more confident in their study. (laughs) I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, how are you going? I've got to tell you that right now I am in my element. I am recording this in the second week of the Easter holidays and so I have got the luxury of extra time and I'm using it to plan all of the content and delivery for the Next Level live event that I'm going to be running for all of our Next Level students on the 7th of May. Now, for those of you that don't know, Next Level Coaching is my monthly coaching program for students who have completed the 10-week grade transformation program. They loved it and they want more, more success, more confidence, more skills and and more marks in their study and they want to work with me personally in more depth to keep up leveling and honing their skills and twice a year we have a big live online event where we take a particular aspect of study or assessment or exams and we Focus on it, we develop it, we consolidate the concepts from the 10WGT and we extend them. Now, our last event like this was Essays Boot Camp last year, where me and Gemma, our English Focus Coach, did four boot camp sessions over four weeks. And I've got to tell you, if English or essays or literature or writing are areas that you'd love to hear more about, then stay tuned to the podcast. Make sure you've followed and subscribed to the podcast on your podcast app of choice because next week, Gemma is going to be my special guest here on the podcast. And I cannot wait to record that one for you because Gemma's not only an amazing English teacher and a great friend, I'll tell you a little bit more about that, on the episode but she's also by far the most experienced examiner, assessor and moderator that I know. Now also another update to share with you. There's a lot of updates I know happening on this episode but there's a lot going on because I like to use my school holidays for a lot of planning. So from Wednesday the 19th of April and that's literally going to be tomorrow for the date that this episode goes live if you're hearing it on the day it drops. I'm also going to be hosting monthly open Q&As for all of you. So you get to pick my brain for free and I'm going to be doing these as Facebook lives on the Rock Solid Study Facebook page. It is going to be your chance for parents and carers and students, everyone is welcome for you to ask me anything you like about all things study exams assessments. And because right now I'm in the midst of planning that next level event, I have a huge collection of past papers, mark schemes, syllabus criteria, sample responses from all different exam boards for all different subjects from year 10 up to year 13. And I am dissecting them with a fine toothed comb. (laughs) And I am going to share with you on the upcoming Facebook Live on Wednesday, 19th of April, a couple of key takeaways that I am finding as I prepare because what I wanted to do for this particular Next Level Live event is to really focus on what is the thing that students who have gone through the 10 WGT still maybe struggle with sometimes? What is the thing that they would really love to master for the level that they are at with everything? And my brain, I literally sat and asked myself those questions and my brain just really clearly, quite quickly came up with, What they want is to be able to nail success criteria. They want to know exactly what to do to meet the nuances and the highest level demands of the big extended response questions, the big essays, the inquiry tasks. And I actually even had a dean of a high school say to me recently on a meeting that we had that even she really sometimes struggled to figure those things out, those descriptions and descriptors, I should say, that can be a little bit vague and ambiguous, like an analysis being detailed versus sophisticated. Like, what does that really mean? So I'm on a mission right now to get those things clear, get things systematized, get them usable so that students feel totally confident in what they need to do to reach certain criteria and confident that they know how to do it, have the skills to do it. So like I said, I'm going to share a couple of the key takeaways Um, on that Facebook Live Q&A. So definitely be on that if your team could use a little bit of help with that. I'm going to be doing them monthly 7.30 AEST on the third Wednesday of every month. And if you're not on Facebook, do not worry. If you're on my email list, I'm also going to send you an alternative Zoom link where I'll also be streaming. And you can also ask me questions there. But if you're on Facebook and not already following the Rock Solid Study page, then jump over there and do that. I will put a link in the show notes for this podcast episode. And if you're thinking that that type of training would be really helpful for your teen, if they need to master mark schemes in the first place, then get them in on the 10 week grade transformation program. I have a whole catapult module where I teach mastering mark schemes. And if they've completed the 10 GT and aren't already in next level coaching and would love to be, then we have an enrollment coming up on the 1st to the 5th of May. And we we have two tiers of next level coaching. So if you've checked it out before and want to see what those two tiers now are, then you can go to www.greattransformation.com forward slash next level. Just remember though, we only accept students who have completed the 10 week grade transformation program for that. Now let's get into this topic of confidence because it ties in really well with everything I've just updated you on. (laughs) Because I can tell you that By far, the most common thing that parents tell me they want for their teen, either when they join the 10WGT or when they answer one of my surveys before a webinar or when they email me, it's that they want their teen to feel and be more confident in their study. It's one of the key outcomes that I also promise in all of my trainings. It's not just about increased results, but it's about increased confidence for your teen. And confidence is a feeling. So it might be a little bit hard to measure. It might change from one day to the next or from one subject to the next. But that doesn't mean that we don't have control over it and that we can change it. Now, I don't think that confidence is something we're either born with or we're not. I think it's something that can be grown or built or can be depleted or dented depending on our life experiences and it is not always something that we outwardly show. It's something that we think or feel inside so we could be shy but confident inside or we could be bold or outgoing on the outside but lacking confidence on the inside and we can be confident in some things and totally lacking confidence in others I definitely have things that I do not feel confident with or situations that I don't feel confident in and I have things that I didn't previously feel confident with that I do now One of those would be standing up and teaching a class of 30 teenagers, not confident at the start of my teacher training, though confident that I could learn it and that I wanted to and that I could be good at it. And of course, now confident that I could do that in almost any situation. And there are things that I used to be more confident with that I'm now less so. And a simple example of that right now is doing squats at the gym. Used to be one of my stronger lifts, but now since I tweaked my back a couple of months ago, I'm really not confident in at all. But I am building that confidence back up. Plus, I used to be really shy as a kid. I was definitely not a confident child. But now I am much more confident in myself and in being in different situations Now, I know you probably don't really believe that I was shy as a child, but you can ask my mum or my dad. They will tell you I was quiet. I was well behaved. I didn't say boo to a goose. And now I just say that I'm making up for lost time. (laughs) I'm still very well behaved, mostly. I'm never going to be a rebel. I like to follow the rules still, but you know, I am a talker and not a quiet one. (laughs) So these things do change. They can change. Now the reason that our confidence can vary so much is because the feeling of confidence comes from what we're thinking and believing in the moment about maybe the task at hand or how we relate to it. It comes from thinking things like I can do this or I know what I'm doing as opposed to I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I can't do this. (laughs) It comes from believing something will be easy or even if we know it might not be easy, it might be believing something like, I can figure this out or I'm good at this sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that we can just recite affirmations like, I can do this to ourselves and then expect to feel confident. If we don't truly believe those things, just saying or hearing the words will not make any difference to how we think or feel. In fact, it may do the opposite because we'll be saying I can do this whilst in the background our head is going, no, you can't. So it might be helpful to bear that in mind as a parent, that even though you might be tempted to try to boost your teen's confidence by telling them things like, you can do this, you've got this. And it can indeed be helpful for your teen to know that you believe in them, that you have confidence in them. That certainly is a step in the right direction and you can start to change their own beliefs about themselves if they know that someone else believes it about them or believes in them. But I think the best thing we can do is to create situations where they begin to feel confident in themselves and give them the skills and build evidence for themselves. Because the same is true when it comes to denting or depleting our confidence. We could have someone tell us that they don't like our hair, let's say. But if we think our hair is fabulous, it doesn't make much difference to our confidence. But if we were to get told it over and over again by different people in different situations, then maybe our confidence in how fabulous our hair really is will weaken. And I'm using a really frivolous example there on purpose because the same is true for your team's study. If they get one disappointing result, then they can bounce back. But if it happens over and over again, despite having some resilience or practicing those skills of bouncing back, do we really expect them to have and keep that level of confidence or keep that resilience to just keep working hard, even though it's rarely paying off for them? And this is not about making everything positive, never expecting anything negative to happen that wouldn't be reasonable. And it wouldn't give those opportunities to build resilience or to reflect or figure out how to improve. But I also want to share that this is not just about the result itself and whether it's considered a success or a disappointment, because true confidence comes from your teen experiencing success and... And this is the important part, knowing that they had control over that success. So it is not just about them having situations set up where they suddenly get something good out of it. It can't just be about luck where they don't want them to think that it was just a fluke because confidence comes from experiencing or more specifically creating success for ourselves and being able to do it on demand, predictably, and with control. Now, I remember a student, this vividly sticks in my head, they were just starting the 10WGT. This was a couple of years ago now. And I spoke with him and his dad before he started. And he told me that he had just gotten an A in his engineering assignment. And you can probably guess what I said in response. I said, well done. That's awesome. And then, do you know exactly why you got that A? Because I wanted to know if he knew how he'd gotten that result, what exactly in his writing had hit the top criteria, so that he could do it again. Not that he's going to get that exact same task again, but by using. The universal strategies of things like the three steps of analysis, no matter what is being analyzed. Maybe it's a Shakespeare quote. Maybe it's data. Things like dissecting the question, like identifying the command or identifying the topic and focus of any essay. And this student did laugh a little bit. And he said... No. <laughs> he was pleased that he'd gotten such a great result this time. But this was part of the reason why he was doing the program because he'd felt like he'd kind of guessed his way there. He had done his best, he'd worked hard, but he didn't know exactly why he'd gotten the A this time and not at other times. So, of course, I got him to send me through that assignment. We went through it on a group coaching call, the next group coaching call, because I wanted him and every other student on that call to know exactly what made that an A quality piece. What exactly ticked the A standard criteria, why it counted, and if there are any parts in there that also maybe perhaps weren't needed. So even though a good result can boost confidence because it shows I can do it, the real power comes when your team can say, I can do it and I know exactly how I did it, and I know I can do it again. Because let's also think about this, and this is most likely what's going to be happening in their study. What if there's a task that your teen's never been faced with before? Or what if they're prepping for an exam and they've got no idea what questions will be on the paper? Can they still feel confident in tackling that? In fact, that's where we want them to feel most confidence, right? If they don't have past evidence yet of that particular thing, then where can that confidence come from? It comes from knowing that they have the skills, the knowledge, the abilities that are required to tackle any question that they are faced with, where they know that they know their subject content and they have a solid exam technique, let's say. So they know they can dissect the question. They know how to respond to whatever the command is. They know how to identify the focus of an essay question and they can figure out For themselves on the spot, what is and isn't needed in their response. They can mentally predict the mark scheme, just like I teach in Catapult 10 in the 10 week grade transformation program, how the marks will be allocated. And they know things like what will make their writing detailed as opposed to just adequate. Remember, come to the Facebook Live on Wednesday, 19th of April, 7 30 pm AESD for what I'm going to be sharing and giving you insights on, on that. So having faith in their abilities, their skills, and their knowledge means that your teen will have thoughts like, I can figure out whatever they throw at me, that I can figure this out type of phrase, rather than just hoping or praying that certain questions will or won't come up. Now, when I work with students on coaching calls, one of the questions I sometimes start with that you can use with your teen, if you would find this useful, is when they first share their task sheet or their draft or even a finished piece, I ask, how confident are you feeling with this or with whatever they've written so far? literally on our most recent coaching call that I ran, a student told me that they had to write a persuasive speech. And I asked them right at the start, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how confident do you feel with doing this? And their answer was a two. Now, if you ever do this with your teen, remember, whatever that answer is, it's a great starting point. Because then You can have a discussion to find out which elements they're feeling okay about. So in this case, the part that got them from a zero or a one up to a two and then discuss what they aren't sure about, where they're lacking clarity and get into things that way. And 20 minutes later, when I asked them again, after giving them some guidance and coaching, they were at a six. So if you ever doubt how quickly just a few concepts or strategies can work to make a difference, this is a perfect example. (laughs) Now, can they eventually get to a nine or a 10? Absolutely, for sure. But a two to a six in 20 minutes is a pretty good start. And I will say, just as a little side note here, what this scoring system and this discussion led to was realizing that what they really wanted from me was some tips on how to present well, because after they'd written the speech, they had to deliver it in front of the class. And I realized that part of the reason for that low two was really just because they were so nervous about having to give that presentation. And I think it's worth noting that being nervous is not the same as lacking confidence. Now, there are definitely some overlaps in how the emotion feels. We're apprehensive. We're feeling hesitant. We have that feeling of dread. (laughs) But a student could be confident in what they've written, but still nervous to deliver it. Or conversely, they could be a great performer, So they could be confident in the delivery, but they might not be confident in how to actually write the speech in the first place. So keep in mind that your teen could be confident in their knowledge or skills and still feel nervous. And that's totally natural. I think it's something worth acknowledging because being nervous does not necessarily mean that there is a problem. I mean, the singer Adele, you know the singer Adele? She actually came and toured in Australia a few years ago. I went to see her. She was incredible. But she has often publicly said how nervous she gets before performing live to the point that it's really debilitating. She rarely does live tours. But she is an amazing singer. She is confident in her singing, but she just gets so nervous when performing to huge crowds. So, nerves and confidence might feel like a similar thing, but they're not exactly the same thing. So, if this is an issue for your teen, it might be worth exploring a little bit to see where there might be nerves and finding some strategies to help deal with those and separately where there's a lack of confidence that's genuinely coming from a deficiency maybe in a skill or capability. So I'll wrap up this episode by repeating that confidence is a fluid emotion it can change it can vary it can be built it can be dented and it makes sense that if we have lots of successes it will increase over time and that if we have multiple disappointments it may well decline but because confidence is not fixed it is not something we're either born with or we're not it also means that if your teen is lacking confidence it can be turned around gaining and developing certain skills can build your teen's confidence. And that is then compounded when they actually go on to create success because they have those skills and they achieve good or even great results or simply do it in maybe less time than it used to take them with less confusion along the way. And that new evidence then further builds that confidence because they now have proof that they have the knowledge and the skills that they need, that they know what they're doing, that they can figure it out, that they are good at this sort of thing. Your teen's confidence comes not just from success or being told by others that they can do it. True and lasting confidence comes from knowing that they created that success for themselves with control and they know how they did it and they can do it therefore again. Have a brilliant week everyone. I hope to see you on one of my monthly live Q&As with some of my latest fresh off the press bonus tips. It'll be on the Facebook page 7.30pm AEST every third Wednesday of the month and I will talk to you again next week here on the podcast. Take care you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program, and I'll see you there.